Okay, welcome guys to another episode of Lifting Nerds. This is our 18th episode. We're very, very close to the uh, 20th episode, which I'm really, really stoked for. Um, so today, we are going to be uh, talking a little bit about programming. Okay, we are going to be on a very home in on a very, very specific topic of programming. Now, um, for all of those who uh, don't know, I want to update all you guys. So, um, uh, me and myself and I think my partner, Brandon, we aren't going to be taking part in the competition as we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so yesterday, uh, I've actually kept myself uh, really, really uh, lean in a very good condition uh, for a photo shoot. So that actually finally happened yesterday. So shout outs to my man, Matthew and his gang for helping me out uh, with the photo shoot. Uh, I can't wait for the results and uh, hope you guys would see the turned out really, really good. Um, we'll hope to get those photos out. Uh, and now we're just going to go back on to a calorie surplus and uh, slowly work our two ways towards a reverse diet. So you guys haven't lit, uh, heard about the topic of what is reverse diet, go check out our Lifting Nurse podcast. Brandon talked about reverse diet and what the hell it is. So um, that would be something that I would be doing, uh, getting back to my uh, maintenance level and uh, just slowly increasing my calorie as well as uh, training. But this week, uh, I'll just let you guys in on that. This week, I will be taking a break from uh, training uh, just to give, you know, put my mind back into a, you know, a better place before uh, getting back onto, um, you know, gaining again. Okay. So I uh, hope you guys are, um, you know, tuning in and uh, we'll just keep all you guys updated on that. Now, from what I would bring today is uh, I want to talk a little bit about for uh, a bodybuilder. So I'm only strictly talking about bodybuilders and intermediate bodybuilders and how their programming works. Um, there has been or not has been, but there's a lot of individuals right now who are working to, you know, very um, high volume uh, training uh, 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 programs where they purchased off, you know, influencers, uh, other, other coaches and things like that, which is all fine, which is all fine. I would just say it's not very customized, um, but understandable. Uh, and, and everything does make sense. So this is why I wanted to touch base on, you know, what is an efficient program and things that you have to look for uh, to make your, um, you know, training program as an intermediate bodybuilder, um, you know, a little bit more efficient. Okay. So all these studies, uh, is, is based upon, uh, a couple of, uh, researchers or scientists. Um, so I'll, you know, give them a shout out as well. <laughs> and, uh, so number one, we want to, we want to address, I want to address something first is, uh, depending on where you are, uh, in your, you know, bodybuilding, uh, phase if you're uh, like bulking right now, like me, if you're uh, going to be bulking, uh, you know, quote unquote bulking, or if you're going to be uh, cutting down or leaning out for uh, preparing for a show, that is going to be something that will depend on and uh, that, that set variables of volume will depend as well. Okay. So um, for just mainly what is bodybuilding, bodybuilding is just a variation of uh, hypertrophy. Okay, hypertrophy training. So the science between hypertrophy training is 
made by, I think it's in 2017 by Brad Schoenfield. I'm sure many, many of you have heard of him, the king of uh, hypertrophy. So the minimum uh, requirement uh, sets for uh, per muscle group is about 10 to 15 sets um, per muscle group to be optimal for muscle growth. So that's just the minimum. Now, this minimum is strictly for, uh, you can say it's for general fitness, or you can say it's just for how hypertrophy, uh, you can just get hypertrophy just from that per muscle group. Uh, but from a intermediate bodybuilder standpoint, uh, somebody like uh, myself or, uh, or my partner, Brandon, uh, where we've been training for a little bit longer, our bodies have a, you know, well adapted to uh, volume. So from the science, from um, not really the science, but there's a, uh, there's a, uh, there was a study or not really study, but there, there was a presentation or a meta-analysis saying that uh, 20 to 30 sets per muscle group uh, would be an optimal uh, muscle growth for intermediate uh, bodybuilders. So that, that is, you know, a little bit more controversial, but that's just an average of what everybody would be uh, would be doing uh, in order to achieve that. So uh, for myself, I would uh, I, I'm pretty much at that point, uh, give or take, uh, depending on where I am uh, in 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 the phase. So uh, a little bit more than what we expect. Okay, uh, if you're working with a client, so I think ten to fifteen, potentially up to twenty sets, depending on how their capabilities are. That would be really, really good uh, for somebody more intermediate. We want to be working a little bit more higher in terms of uh, per muscle group and sets. Okay, so number two, number two is going to be uh, the variation um, of the the mighty push pull leg, so PPL or an upper lower upper lower. Uh, right now, for me, I am working at a upper lower upper lower. Uh, I've tried PPL. Um, it's just a little bit too much volume for me. Uh, I just find that I'm working like six days a week, um, which works for somebody, but I don't really adapt well to that uh, for just that one day off for just recovery. Um, I can still do that, but then it, it's just a little bit more taxing. So my mesocycles will have to be shorter compared to where I could probably go like six, seven weeks with an upper, lower, upper, lower. I could just push that a little bit better and have a little bit more time to recover from that. Now, both works. It's just how we would, uh, you know, program on exercise selections and making those uh, sets fit in into that mesocycle. So for PPL, usually um, there are there are like six days a week uh, PPL. So it's going to be push pull leg, push pull leg, and that'd be six days and you rest that seventh day and then, you know, repeat. Um, but there is other variations of PPL where we work with PPL or, and then, so that's three days. And then you might, you know, fit in another two days of either, uh, a full body. That would be something I would throw in there, uh, just to get that, um, you know, per muscle group to work in twice a week, uh, type of concept. Now, upper, lower, upper, lower has uh, a little bit more flexibility in that where we can target the muscle groups for twice a week. That's, you know, guaranteed. Uh, minimum of four days a week. So um, that would be you know, determined on how long that session is going to be. So like myself, 
when I was doing a prep show, um, I was doing three days of upper body and two days of lower body uh, due to my sport, uh, which I'm doing men physique. So the upper body is going to be a little bit more prioritized uh, compared to the lower. So, but if you were in bodybuilding or classic physiques that the legs matter, then that would be something we'll have to, you know, program it in. Okay. So that's number two. Okay. So number three is the variation of trainings. Um, the variant trainings will depend on the technique of it. So the outcome of it is on how we would uh, execute on some of the exercises to get the most stimulus. So positioning of, uh, let's say, for example, your uh, leg extension, you know, single leg versus, you know, uh, you know, two legs of a leg extension. If you can get the entire, uh, number one, the range of motion and, um, you know, where you target your VL or your VMO, that, that would be something... Um, will have to depend by experience. And that would also have to be determined by, you know, how you execute it very well. But having those variations in, I would say uh, the more important of these variations would come in is the accessories. So what I mean by accessories are single joint uh, uh, training variables. So uh, like bicep curls, tricep extensions, lateral raises, uh, calf raises, every, anything that requires like a single joint uh, or a machinery with a cable with a consistent uh, time under tension, that would be something I would consider a variation uh, for uh, a training. And that would be a little bit more beneficial for, uh, you know, target like smaller different areas of your muscles. Um, that would be something I, I would pay attention to. Okay. Uh, and that would, yeah, and that would be something I would change up every, every now and then. Okay, so that's number three. So number four is, you know, depending on where you are for, you know, if you're contest prepping, you're bulking season, like I talked about, uh, the volume and exercise selections will change, you know. <clears throat> so like, say, if you're contest prepping uh, and you're a little bit closer to, uh, you know, show day, uh, our body is naturally going to be, you know, obviously going to be a lot, lot leaner. We, uh, we don't really have that much fat and a lot more liquid in our joints. So, uh, and there's just a lot more instability uh, overall when we're you know, closer to show day. Therefore, uh, barbell work uh, would be minimized, okay? I wouldn't say there isn't, but it would just be minimized. Um, the more leaner we get, the more instable, it's just natural. Um, like at least I haven't really seen anybody who's also close to very close to show day and still like squatting, uh, you know, 1.5 or two, two, two times their body weight. I haven't seen it. You know, I'm, I'm sure there are genetic freaks out there who still manages that, but I just really haven't seen it. And, um, but for the barbell works, they are considered a little bit more for uh, strength building more than hypertrophy training. Uh, so that it's going to be uh, a little bit more or less barbell work. So uh, exercise selections on that. Around that time, uh, we would probably focus a little bit more on, you know, full range of motion, uh, like dumbbell, machine. Those are the type of like exercise like I would pick um, where we're closer to, uh, you know, uh, contest, a contest show day uh, where you can still get, uh, you know, it, the machinery is going to be safe and you're still going to get like the most stimulus out of the muscle. Okay, so that's uh, number four. Okay, so number five is uh, this is going to be a more of an interesting one, which I found. Uh, so linear plane training and transverse plane training. Okay, um, many I would say many 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 individuals who work in uh, who train for bodybuilding 
leave out the transverse plane of our training variable. Everything is just, you know, very linear. So either a push and a pull and a squat and a hinge and a lunge. And so it's very, very linear. Everything is just like front and back, you know, we, we, or the, like the lateral, nothing is really from like the left to the right. So uh, the rotation is going to be really weak. Uh, so these are the type of things like in a, what we call, you know, quote unquote, transverse plane. Um, so that's actually, I find that ends up tanking a lot of your, uh, main lifts. So if you have uh, read a, one of my posts uh, back then, we talked about a little bit from uh, Jordan, from Jordan Strong from Prescript. So he talks about, uh, you know, your side plank and what it does. So your serratus anterior, as well as your obliques and all that, you know, side muscles there. Those are used, um, you know, for the stability for your lateral compression when you're doing barbell work. Um, they're more activated. And uh, it just gives you a lot more stability. So if why there's a, uh, you know, people talking about that, oh, bodybuilders are useless. They're weak as fuck. It's like, no, they're not. They're not weak. There is a reason why they can lift, you know, they can, uh, you know, take like 115 pounds uh, of dumbbell in each hand and still do like a flat bench. <clears throat> but then uh, once it comes to like a transverse plane, they, they're one, they, they haven't really practiced that area. So uh, so transverse plane training is going to give you uh, a lot more, uh, you know, variable variations in your training, which I found is, you know, somewhat important. Uh, so including that as a small accessory, maybe once or twice a week uh, would have shown like pretty, pretty good, significant uh, training, um, you know, benefits. Uh, but that is just something that uh, it will depend on, you know, the individual and how well they respond to certain exercises and volume. But that is, uh, yeah, so just a review on the five things that I think, um, you know, in any intermediate bodybuilder, I think you should just have in the back of your mind. Uh, although I understand you guys have been working out for, you know, quite a while that determines you as an intermediate bodybuilder. But a lot of things you guys know, but uh, just to recap a little bit is, you know, 25 to 30 sets per muscle group. Okay. So push, pull, leg, and upper and lower. So that's to determine, they be determined based on your mesocycle and, you know, how you're approaching it. The variation of trainings, okay? And uh, volume and exercises uh, and exercise selections will change depending on how close uh, or how far you away from, from show day. And, um, and then uh, linear plane training versus, you know, transverse place training. So these are just some of the uh, variables I would uh, highly recommend you look into. Um, I, at least it's worked for me and, uh, I've seen, you know, great benefits from that. And something that I think you guys should really pay attention to is actually how many sets per muscle group you are training. Um, that is going to be, because it all links to, uh, you know, when are you going to, you know, deload, although that is a very, you know, reactive based type of training, but, uh, setting your deloads, if you're overtraining, if you're undertraining and focusing on, you know, specific body parts. Uh, and prioritizing those body parts, which you find might be potentially weaker. So those are the type of things that I think um, for intermediate bodybuilder, you want to pay attention to in your program during the mesocycle. Uh, if you have any questions, bam, definitely let us know. Uh, so that wraps up it. That's it, guys. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. If you are listening to this episode, uh, I'd like you to screenshot it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Share your Instagram story and tag me uh, at underscore Adrian Ma. I would love to know what you guys think. 
And as a bonus, um, you know, favor, if you can go scroll down to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a review. I really, really appreciate it. So thank you guys again. I appreciate it so much. And we are out. I'll see you guys uh, next week. Peace.